Sunday, Monday, Donut Box. Tuesday, Wednesday, Donut Box. Thursday, Friday, Donut Box. Saturday, Saturday no way. It's, it's only, only on Mondays. Mondays. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast, if you could already tell. All right, Chris, we are on episode number seven. That's crazy to think that it's been episode seven. It has been a long ride, but a short ride. It feels like we've been doing this for a lot longer, but we're really only seven episodes in, so we are pretty brand new. And all of y'all that are listening, even if you are a new listener, you'll be still considered a donut box Oh, gee, I hope your 2022 is going great. Ours is going pretty good. I will say this. I'm happy to be back in the great state of Texas. I love my mom and my brother, but Texas is not is like no other. And if you are outside of Texas or you've never been to Texas, there's just some about that great state. And I will stop on that soapbox but i love texas yeah something about the blue sky in texas it's just it's just different i mean i don't know and i mean you have the giant texas flags everywhere and everything it's it's so great yes we want to give a special shout out to all of our listeners we cannot do this without you and i am proud to say we're proud to say that we have listeners in 10 states and in five different countries. So we are spreading our range out. So shout out to people in Los Angeles, to Virginia, of course, home state of Texas, to Utah, Detroit, um, Wichita, Kansas, also worldwide, uh, Belgium, Russia, Poland, Ireland. And we so we want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. And just in case uh, you didn't shout them out, uh, I saw Virginia. We got a lot in Virginia. We have uh, quite a few listeners out there, so we want to shout you guys out as well in Virginia. Um, but anyways, on to our first donut out of the box. And for our new listeners, how it works. Each segment is a donut out of the box. Uh, so the very first one we're pulling out of the box is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from Chris and I's past. And this story in particular, it's not one that I'm particularly proud of. So to set the background here, we ended up having, Chris and I, we had to go on a church retreat every year. Uh, it was called Frozen Chosen, and it was in February, and we had to go over to the beach in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And they rented out this big beach house, and we had a Christian retreat with a lot of worship, a lot of preaching, teaching, all of that good jazz. But we did have our downtimes. So in this particular story, I end up setting Chris up a little bit here. First and foremost, I'm going to go ahead and come out here. I don't know if I've ever fully said it. Listen, I broke the door handle first and foremost. There was this door... And I guess the door handle was loose and I pulled the door handle and I broke it full on. Well, it wasn't broken to the point where you couldn't put the handle back on the door. So I just propped the handle back on the door here, made it look real dice and was like, so the next person that comes along, they'll snatch it. It'll break. It won't be me. I'll be, (gasps) it broke and we'll just let them take the fall for it because I was a great kid like that. Chris, you want to tell them what happened next? So I walk up to the door, and the door was leading to a patio. And I just yanked on this door. I didn't use a lot of strength. I just yanked on this door, and the handle fell off. 
And I was like, whoa, I guess I broke the door handle. I, I guess I pulled it too hard. I don't know what the heck went on. Me being a 16, 17-year-old kid, actually, I was younger than I was, I was 15. I was a little afraid, but my dad always taught me, if you break something, if you make a mistake, own up to it. And I found the youth pastor, and I told him, I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I accidentally pulled on the handle too hard, and the door handle came off. And he was a little upset about it. I just remember his words were, man, I'm going to get nailed and I'm not going to get my deposit back. So we decided that we were going to at least try to fix it somehow. So we went to the local uh, hardware store. We got some super glue and we tried super gluing it back. And I think it kind of stayed on, but it was, you could definitely tell that there were cracks in the door handle. And I just feel, I felt so bad. I felt so guilty because I knew that I put this guy in a bad place and I felt so bad about breaking the door handle what Micah fails to tell you is that he did break the door handle but I did not know it until maybe two years three years later on uh, man it might have been longer than that I mean it was wasn't it when we when we got into Texas but I finally told you yes I yes we it was actually when we were driving to Texas so this was like an 18 hour trip and we were driving in his in his mom and dad's jeep and he just said hey um i gotta tell you something you know that time that you broke the door handle well it really wasn't you i was the one who broke the door handle and i just let you take the fall for it but for payback i'm gonna oust you and you failed to tell them about this story beforehand leading up to this trip on the way up to this trip we were riding in the church van and we had this friend that we shall name Tay-Tay. That's what we called him. And I was sitting on the left. Tay-Tay was sitting in the middle. And Michael was sitting on the right. And there was this kid in front of us named Alan. And Alan was a little bit older. And for some reason, Alan decided that he wanted to bring two cans of Febreze on this trip. And the whole time, whenever Tay-Tay would mouth off to Alan, Alan would spray him with Febreze. So Tay-Tay was trying to get the Febreze away from Alan and this was like a three hour drive the whole way we had already stopped for dinner ate our dinner and Tay Tay went to go grab the Febreze from Alan Micah do you want to tell him what happened in this next part the particular angle in which Tay Tay stood up um it he he, he broke wind in my face and I, I had a particularly weak stomach at the time <laughs> And so I threw up not once, but twice in in the back of the van that day. I'm pretty sure that you also had just eaten Taco Bell or McDonald's, so I don't think that that added very well to the mix. It was, yeah, it was it was Taco Bell. And I remember I had these pair of boots, and those puke stains never came out of those boots, ever. Also, to add on to this trip, uh, Mr. Jamie, we'll call him Mr. Jamie. I felt so bad for Mr. Jamie because Mr. Jamie was driving the van and Mr. Jamie was so nice to help Micah and he got him cleaned up and he, he took care of, of Micah. Although Mr. Jamie was not so nice to me whenever we played uh, Capture the Flag on the beach at night and we were playing and I was on one team and Mr. Jamie was on another and I'm running and I'm going to get the flag and all of a sudden I just hit the di- hit the dirt hit the pavement and I was like what in the world where did that come from and I just see Mr. Jamie like get up and he's like pointing at me he was like yep you're out you're in jail Mr. Jamie 
formerly used to be a cop, so he was used to chasing down suspects, and uh, I could not outrun Mr. Jamie. And before being a cop, he was a Marine on top of that. And to give a little bit of physicals, he wasn't overly big. He is pretty muscular, and Chris is kind of a little guy. He especially was a little guy at that point. Yeah, I, I, I ate dirt. Also, another bonus part of this trip, me, Tay-Tay, and Micah, we somehow ended up sharing a room because whenever we got there, they were like, all right, choose your room rooms. So we were in there uh, watching TV at night, and it was – like nine or ten o'clock at night and we were watching uh lock up which is a prison show about inmates that get locked up and the same guy that told me that i was an idiot for getting pepper sprayed we'll call him mr buzzkill uh mr buzzkill came into our room and he talked like this he was like guys what are y'all watching and we were like lock up he's like guys this is a christian retreat i don't think you guys should be watching lock up on this Christian retreat. This guy was very annoying, and that's what I remember about that retreat. But I also remember Micah letting me take the fall for breaking the door handle. Which, yes, I am not very, I'm not proud of that at all. There's a few other things, and there'll be another story, the the Mr. Rice story will come up at some point too. That's another story I'm not very proud of either. Let's just put it this way. My moral compass might not have been pointing north to south like it should have at one point i just have one question why did you wait so long to tell me why didn't you tell me like a year maybe a couple months two years why, why did you wait so long to tell me to be honest i probably forgot to be honest we were probably on that 18 hour drive and got to talking about it and it was like oh yeah hey so or something reminded me of it because normally as bad as it is, especially back then, if something like that were to happen, where I would let somebody take the fall or I would have done something, I mean, I'm not proud of it, so I would kind of toss that out of my mind. So I really wouldn't remember it's there and actively remember it until it came up at a different time. So that's probably what happened. But truth be told, I don't really remember why it took so long. The good news is that I got a pretty cool nickname out of it. They called me the Hulk because I broke the door. And I'm a little guy, and I, I, that's uh, it, was, it was very... Uh, flattering to me they called Tay Tay Febreze because he kept getting Febreze in the face it was pretty funny to watch him get Febreze in the face and you know uh, I can't remember what they called you they called you like stink mouth or something like that yeah something like that it was a it was a puke joke I know that yeah and so that is our old-fashioned donut about the time Micah just let me take the fall but we've grown since then, and our friendship has not been hurt. I was—I don't think I was that mad whenever I found out. Uh, we just kind of let it slide. Well, I mean, whenever you, you come up and say something about years in the past, how could you really be mad about something that happened four or five years ago, you know? And It's, it's okay. We've moved past it. So that was our old-fashioned donut, and we have a very special new donut segment, and I'm going to let Micah tell you about that new donut segment. All right, so we are here with a very special segment this week. Uh, we're going to be calling it the Cinnamon Twist, and we're going to be speaking to a special guest. It's going to be Matthew, Chris's brother. So take it away, Matthew. What do you got to say? All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is the uh, Cinnamon Twist uh, part of the section uh, in the donut box. Uh, today we'll be talking about sports. Okay, well, here's here's the thing. We're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about a little music. So we're going to go from there. Um, so first first and foremost, 
If you're not a sports fan, just bear with us through this part. But, Matthew, so what have you been watching here lately? You've been watching a little football, a little basketball? Uh, a little bit of basketball, but mainly uh, specifically uh, with this time of the year coming around, uh, college football. Uh, with the college football play- playoffs coming up. Well, you do live in Georgia. Uh, does that mean you're going to be rooting for Georgia? Oh, absolutely. It's, I'll probably be, if Georgia's not in, I'll probably be rooting for anybody but Alabama. I mean, fair, fair. I just want to go ahead and say uh, boo to Georgia. Uh, I hope they lose too. I really hope it's either going to be Cincinnati or uh, Michigan. But what what do you have to say about that, being a, being a Georgia fan? Well, I mean, I'm not having much expectations this year because uh, it's pretty much almost the same same year as last year. Uh, due to Kirby Smart, I don't like his coaching. Um, he's trying to be the next Nick Saban, which is not going to obviously work. But my predictions, most likely, is either going to be um, Georgia. It's going to be a rematch of either Georgia and Alabama, or it's going to be Michigan and Alabama. Well, what's going to be interesting is when this podcast um, finishes up here, they will have already played and we'll know the results. So your predictions will get to be tested live on air. Uh, so at that point, we'll see. we'll see what actually happens. But... Uh, I'm excited to watch him. I'm really excited. I hope Cincinnati does well, to be honest with you. I really hope Cincinnati wins because being such a being such a small team uh, and first time having a non-Power 5 conference, quote-unquote, person in the college football playoffs, really big deal. Hope they win. Uh, I will say this for Georgia. Michigan has a, a really stout defense. Like, really stout, but I know Georgia does too, so we'll just see what happens. Uh, so, what about basketball? Who are you following basketball-wise here? I know a lot of people like to say some people jump on the bandwagon, but uh, lately it's all been been all about the Warriors, especially with the way uh, Steph Curry's had a, had an incredible season, dropping almost at least like 40 30, 30, almost 40 a night. I mean, but uh, to be honest... It's not like uh, it's not like anything is new with that, right? I mean, he's been dropping 30, 40 for a few years now. Uh, he really didn't hit a slump last year, I didn't feel like. I feel like he was doing kind of the same things. I mean, yeah, but it's also with him being uh, being without his role players like James Wiseman and Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. Um, and they're they're still winning games and they have the bet they have one of the best records in the NBA right now, so so, um, are you a Steve Kerr fan? No, I'm more of a Stephen Curry fan. So you're not a big fan of the coach, but but more of the player, huh? I mean, I like I like Steve Curry as a coach, but I mean, the reason why I like Steph Curry is because he's always been a small player, and I've always liked small players that have been undersized and kind of looked under looked down on, and I kind of underestimated and put down in the league. So my question is, so. Uh, Seth Curry, his brother, is kind of the same way. Are you a Seth Curry fan, or is that just? Uh, I, I like I like Seth Curry, but but not when they're not when they're playing against each other. Uh, well, I mean, fair, but uh, with uh, how big his brother has been, it seems like he's kind of gotten shrouded um, as far as how big his brother is compared to him, legacy wise. But so here's here's the main question. LeBron James. How are we feeling about LeBron James? I I I think he's at the end of his career. Um I would probably give him maybe a couple more years. They say uh 
he wants to wait until uh, his son gets in the NBA and then retire and go from there. But I think with all the health injuries and with him being uh, up in age, um, I think he's kind of getting closer to the end of his career and that, that Lakers team is not working out for him. Well, what do you think about uh, – I know Anthony Davis has been – injured off and on here and he's really been having to try to carry the team and they haven't been doing so hot here lately do you think he is the superstar that everybody thinks he is i i think i think when he came when he, whenever he first came to uh first came to la last year whenever they whenever they won that ring um uh not last year, the the season before, uh, whenever they won that won that ring against the Miami Heat, um, I think he was that guy to be uh, to to be able to to be able to put in the conversation of the top five uh, big men uh, in the current day, even putting him up close to Shaq. But uh, with him being injury prone, he hasn't been playing that well. Um, he's kind of I think he's lost his confidence. I think he's kind of lost his touch. I, I would probably see him more as a role player than a big uh, superstar. Fair enough, fair enough. So uh, before we move off of sports here, I just got to ask, NBA-wise, if you had to put together a top five, who's who's in your top five all time? Um, Well, my my, my top five uh, would probably, I would have to say, like, uh, for, for, like, greatest of all time, I would probably have to put Michael Jordan. Um, well... Is he number one? That's the question. Is he number one? So is he the goat? Well, I mean, it's 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 debate for a goat, but I mean, you could also say the same thing about Bill Russell because he had more rings than 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 MJ. But I mean, as dominant wise, I would probably say MJ. Um, then I probably put Kobe next, and then I probably put LeBron at three, and then right behind it, I would probably either either say uh either say uh Giannis or uh Kevin Durant. All right, how about number 5? Um I would probably I would probably have to go uh with a a classic uh big man I uh, probably I would have to say uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, uh being being from Texas over here and everything, you're probably going to say some stuff about the Spurs here, but uh you don't you don't find Tim Duncan anywhere on that list as a big man? Um I I do. I mean, I would probably put him in maybe like the top fifteen, like player wise. But like for big men, I would probably at least keep him maybe at at least the the, the five spot because I mean he wasn't really. I mean he was a because he wasn't really considered as a dominant big man. He was more of a finesse big man. Matthew, all I got to say is saying stuff like that. Don't show yourself around San Antonio saying stuff like that. Uh, you'll you'll get the you'll get the same recognition as Charles Barkley showing up to. San Antonio saying stuff like that. Anyways, all right, I digress. So there's your top five. Uh, thank you for that. So that was the sports portion there. So music-wise, what have you been listening to? And we got to keep it semi-clean here. Lately, they're a, uh, they're kind of a uh, newer band. They're called, uh, they're called Convictions. Um, they're more of like kind of like uh, bands like uh, Demon Hunter, Skillet, and stuff like that. They're more of like a uh, newer up-and-coming band that's like heavy metal and stuff like that. Do they... Are they more a Christian genre? Are they are um they, they they are they are considered more Christian genre um which is kind of kind of kind of it's kind of weird because usually most people don't associate it with, with like a, like heavy metal as like Christian. 
Yeah, but I mean, it definitely some of those that you've you've mentioned. I used to really like Demon Hunter because they were really edgy for a Christian band. But uh, how about rap music? Are you uh, are you pretty heavy into the rap scene right now? Listening to a lot of stuff. I mean, not really. There hasn't really been that many like people that have been putting out music that that pretty much almost sounds the same. Um, either they do redo redo uh old albums or they just kind of had the same the same stuff over and over again it's mostly these uh these uh these uh new soundcloud rappers so are you referring to mainly like mumble rap with the same um uh, the beats what i like to call broken speaker beats because the the beats always sound like your your speaker in your car is broken my opinion absolutely uh there's uh i can't remember what what their names are but there's one group uh they're fun. they're famous off of just because of TikTok because of uh, one song that are called the uh, they're known as the uh, Island Boys. Oh I, yeah, I've heard of them before. Um, aren't they mainly like parody, or am I wrong on that? Um, I wouldn't say parody because I think they actually do take it seriously, serious, seriously. Um, just based off of like their demeanor and like uh, the the way they kind of like handle their interviews, they they kind of take it a little bit more seriously. I'll tell you this much, as far as the rap game is concerned, nothing is better, in my opinion, than the 2000-2010 era, and then I, I do like some between 2010 and 2014, but really, past 2015-2016, it really started to drop off for me. Um, how do you feel about that? Is that is that accurate for you as well? I mean, I I, I do agree with that because like early two thousands, it was it was mainly guys like Eminem, uh, Fifty Cent, that were uh, that were kind of running that era, and then starting into the twenty ten, it was that big whole uh, uh, mashup with uh, uh, the uh, Young Money uh, rec- uh, uh, production records with uh, Lil Wayne and uh, Drake. They were they were killing the whole like two thousand ten. Yeah, I really. Well, I really wish that uh, Birdman and Lil Wayne were were still doing things together. But I digress on that. Um, and just FYI, the reason he likes Eminem so much, I'm pretty sure, is because the dude looks like Cheddar Bob, like legit. So there's that. But anyways, other than that, um, you have anything else to add, Matthew, before we, uh, before we end the segment? The only thing is that last comment is... Uh... I used to like Eminem, but uh, after after I found a, found out a couple things, I kind of I kind of dropped him a little bit. All right, well, you just opened that that door for us. What were the things that you found out? We got to know now. Well, it's just this whole thing of like how he was uh, the whole Nick Cannon beef or whatever, where they were saying his he was he was obsessed with Mariah. And I was like, you know what? It's not. It's probably the uh, he said she said thing, and then now with the uh, whole. Uh, uh, think back that back then uh, that I think broke twenty twenty whenever uh, MGK and uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh, and Eminem were going at it. Uh, a lot of people real don't realize Eminem was w- the one that kind of like actually started the whole thing and kind of tried to profit off of saying, "Oh, you did this to my daughter" and stuff like this, and uh, try to put him under the wall just kind of boost his sales. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right, well, uh, we got some good stuff from, from Matthew here, and we we do appreciate you coming on. We'll have you on more often. But uh, in the meantime, you want to say go dogs or something? Go dogs.
And uh, thank you for having me, guys. It's been a big pleasure. Yeah, no worries. We'll we'll definitely have you on more often, and because uh, we we got a lot more stuff to talk about, and uh, we want we want to hear what you have to say on some things. But that was our cinnamon twist segment. Well, thank you, Micah and Matthew, for that interesting segment. I personally I love sports and I love music, so I could have weighed in on that, but I thought it would be best for them to have their own little segment i know what people are thinking me and my brother do sound a lot alike and i promise you it is my brother whenever we would answer the phone at home whenever i was living there people would think it was either i was either my dad or my brother and so we got confused all the time but that was a pretty good uh segment the cinnamon twist you guys did good so for our next segment it is what fries my donuts and michael what fries your donuts this week oh man so what fries my donuts this week and i know a lot of people it's been a couple weeks since the holidays but there's been a lot of travel this past time of year my fries my donuts for today is people in traffic y'all kill me you kill me you really do especially the people and i'm calling you out austin texas who drive in the left-hand lane and cause a big bunch up listen if i had any sort of piece of change i would be a rich man by how many people rode in the left-hand lane going beneath the speed limit causing a big old pileup and you can see a mile down the road there's this big empty pocket i will preface this by saying if you don't live in texas that is like a big cardinal sin to drive in the left lane and to not at least be going 15 or 20 miles over the speed limit. If you're in the left lane, that means that you're flying and everybody knows that. And if you're in the left lane it's just, and, and doing that, it's just very disrespectful as a Texan. Yeah, and uh, to, to further that a little bit, I mean, even our two-lane back roads, I remember when we lived in Georgia, it was 55. That was the maximum speed limit on two-lane back roads. Here in Texas, it's 75. There's even portions down in the hill country area that have toll roads that are 85 and interstates, public interstates that are 80. So, I mean, the speed limit out here, it's kind of like a guideline, but everybody's going fast. And especially when you're talking about in town, yes, things can get bunched up. But the thing about it, you also have to understand your surroundings. We're in a downtown environment. There's going to be a lot of people. And for those of you who don't know the Austin, Texas area, there is only one way north on going to and between Austin and San Antonio or Dallas or north to south there. And that is I-35. And it goes right through downtown Austin. And really, there's no way around it. So you, you have to take it. But there is so many people out there that want to ride in the left-hand lane. But not just that especially when you get into a city environment, nobody seems to understand what a blinker is or what it means when you use it. Um, especially when you're in a city environment, just FYI, especially the expectation here in Texas, if you're using a blinker, that's not a question. That means I'm coming over at some point. You need to make room for me or else I'm going to make my own room. And that's just how it is, especially when you're in a very crowded environment. Um, not using your blinker is very, very not courteous. Uh, I mean, that's just really not something to do. It's it's also very dangerous. I've seen people just zip in, changing two lanes, and if I don't know, man, like it's it, it it's it's dangerous as well. And you know, this whole entire time, I mean, I saw people driving on the the shoulder of the interstate, 
you know, the, you know, the safety lane on both sides. I've seen people do that. We got into a big, or like behind this big accident. Of course, there's all this pile up and all these people, and it was a dead standstill. You see these people, and you know, granted, if I had a space to go to the access road, I would have. But you see these people in Priuses going in this ginormous ditch trying to get from the interstate to the access road. We watched three people get stuck. <laughs> between the interstate and the access road because they were trying to get off and they didn't gauge it right and it's a big ditch you know and so it's i know the holidays definitely bring out a side of people to where they're just trying to get to a destination or you know zoom 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 but this year in particular i just noticed a particular not caring and a lot of a lot of cell phone use on the road too which was incredible i'll tell you what grinds my gears or fries my donuts about uh, driving and i noticed this whenever i was in georgia people not getting over in the left hand lane when you see a car stopped on the shoulder or you see an emergency vehicle or police if if you see someone stopped on the shoulder and maybe this is just a texas thing but it's common courtesy to get over to give that person plenty of room and now in many states it's a law because so many officers or uh, paramedics have been have gotten hit um and when i was in driving school they told me that the truckers used to play this game with the police officers uh and they used to wear these big campaign hats and the truckers would try to drive as close as they could to the police officers and blow their campaign hat off uh and and a lot of officers were ended up getting hit but also two people just regular citizens trying to change a tire i mean you know if i'm trying to change a tire on the shoulder of a highway i would love for people to get over so i don't have to worry about getting my car hit because you're right people are on the cell are, are are on their cell phones and it only takes a minute for you to see that and then boom you hit them it's just a courtesy thing to get over yeah absolutely and uh, it, I, I definitely think it is a Texas thing because I know generally around the South, I've had experiences in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, you know, Southeast area there where, you know, it's emergency vehicles. It's, you know, all the common courtesy vehicles in my mind, including I've been on some funeral processions, you know, here in Texas, if you see a funeral procession come up, you pull over as a respect to the family and to make sure that everybody, all the loved ones who are driving behind the in the procession have plenty of room and they can get to the cemetery okay. And I've noticed that in other states that they don't tend to get over there all just driving next to the first of the funeral procession and it's like, oh man. So I encourage you. If you are an angry driver, please try and calm down. Uh, there's so many people that I watched almost wrecks and wrecks happen this this holiday season that a lot of them were pretty unnecessary. So, you know, you have to think it's not just you. It's not just you in your car. There's other people around. Even if you get into an accident, you're most likely going to impact somebody else. So just realize that it's more than just you out there. And we can all get to our destination safely. But it was just kind of incredible this past year. It just really agitated me to see people's demeanor and attitude when it came to, to driving. I think driving is all one of those things that we can relate to. I don't want to be 
like Jerry Seinfeld and be like, what's the deal with airline food? And be like, what's the deal with driving? Everybody has those pet peeves. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is what fries my donuts, but that's for another time. Uh, driving, for real, be courteous, share the road. Everybody thinks that they're the best driver. A defensive driving, be courteous, be aggressive if you need to be in, in cities. And you're right, sometimes you have to drive fast in order to not be a hazard to the road. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing I'll add on to, it's called an acceleration lane for a reason. If we're getting on a major road, please step on the gas because you might get somebody else behind you in the predicament. One thing I do not like is when people are turning out in front of you and then they just slow down. They just stop. I'm like, bro, you cannot be doing that. You're about to cause a wreck, but I digress. Yeah, no, there's, and trust me, I've, I saw all of them. I'm sure you saw a lot of them traveling, um, this holiday season. But anyways, into our next donut out of the box, it's our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. So today we have something a little bit new. It's a game. If you remember a few weeks back, we had a questions only game where we can only ask each other questions related to the topic. This one is going to be questions and answers. So it's going to be almost interview style. One person's going to be asking the questions. The other one's going to be answering um, in whatever scenario and character is selected from the options we have here so chris do you want to start i can uh, shuffle these things up here yes and the rule is is in two minutes two minutes uh for each i guess scenario scenario however you say it tomato tomato and if the person that is answering cracks up or hesitates uh, then they will lose. So we'll do it on the point system. I am ready. Am I going first? Yes. So this one is going to be a preacher who is being accused of taking too many vacations. Can I be a Southern preacher? You can be a Southern preacher if you want. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. I'm not going to be like Joe Lostein. I'll be a Southern preacher. I'm ready. So um, I'm... I'm going to be probably the congregation asking you questions probing questions all right so you will start first i'm going to go ahead and start the two minute timer and here we go pastor johnson you are in key west fort lauderdale boca raton and new york all in the past two weeks what do you have to say for yourself i just want to say to all those listening out here if you read your bibles in matthew chapter 18 Verse 22, I don't even know if that's the right scripture, but the Bible says that if God be for you, then who can be against you? And God was being for me to go to Key West. God was opening the doors for me to go to New York. God was opening the doors for me to go to whatever other cities you said, but I don't know. He just opened the doors. And I want to ask about the $3,337 charge to the Embassy Hilton Suites in Key West for... I miss Sharita Fang. I just want to say that you know your pastor is traveling. Your pastor can't be bothered with all these other things. So yes, your pastor did have the book under another name. But there is a name that is above no other names. And his name is Jesus. Come on, can I get a Jesus? And he said, you know what? He said, I didn't tell you to pay for it. He said, I told you to trust me. And he said, if you trust me, I'm going to provide the funds for you. And that was my next question where did the funds come from currently the church is losing six thousand dollars a month the bible says in malachi chapter 2 
first three that if you test me in the tithes, and I'm just telling you right now that the, I was testing the Lord in his tithes, and he said, you know what? He said, you walk by faith, not by sight. So we got to walk by faith that the money is going to be there for the church. So the final question that I have here, and the last question I have for you, Reverend Johnson, there was a charge on the church credit card for 5722 to the Boom Boom Room in Boca Raton. And how, how do you say about that? Because it is listed as a adult entertainment club. I just want to tell you right now that in Psalms 117 verse 2, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. And the Lord made all these beautiful things. He made the trees, he made the birds, and he made the Boom Boom Room. And I just want to say, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That was pretty good. That was really good. I just want to preface this and say this is none of my personal views or the views of any other pastor. I was just playing a character, so please do not take me at face value for this. Who is the next one? Who is going to be your scenario and your uh, accent? Because I'll be asking the questions for this one. So this scenario is I am a salesman answering questions about a timeshare and my accent is going to be italian oh that should be very very interesting let me get the timer set up here and we are ready to go are you ready here we go uh so mr tucciaroni i just want to ask you how much is this gonna cost me this time sure well you know when it comes to cost it's all relative over time so here's the thing you come out here we get you a timeshare and you don't worry about the cost. That's just the, that's just the thing, straight off the bat. You don't. You just sign this paper. You don't worry about the cost. We'll take care of all that on the back end. You don't worry about that. Um, Mr. Mr. Tutoroni, I'm wondering if I decide that I don't want to buy this timeshare anymore. Can I just back out of this? No, that's not a possibility. You see Vinny over there? Yeah, I see him. Okay. Well, the thing about it is, he's between you and the door. And the only thing that you have to do at this point is sign this paper, and I don't have to tell you what Vinny is preventing you from leaving this place with. Miss, Mr. Tucciaroni, I was promised that I would get my free Disney World tickets by attending this seminar. Uh, when am I going to get those free tickets? If you read the fine print over here, a section 1A, point number C, it states that getting your tickets implies that you have to sign for three years to this timeshare. That's how, you, that's how you get it for free. But what if I can't afford the payments anymore? Well then, you see Vinny over there? Yeah, I see Vinny over there. He's got all your information. He'll come to your house. What happens if my timeshare burns down? Do I still have to pay for the timeshare? You bet. Do I have to get homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance on this timeshare? Yes, and that's all on you. We don't provide that to to any sort of extent, but we will say this. If anything happens to you or your unit while we are in charge here, because we might get sold here the next few days, but if we're still in charge, here's what we're going to do. We're going to charge you an extra $30,000 for our inconvenience that you burned down our condo. So, Mr. Tucciaroni, what would you say that your company has been involved in a whole bunch of scams? This sounds like a scam to me. I, I, I've heard that you've been involved in a whole bunch of scams. Oh, what are you calling a scam? 
You saying that Timeshares Deluxe LLC Enterprise Corporation is a scam? We have Florida. We have all sorts of locations all around the world. All right, man. That was pretty good. I enjoyed your Italian accent. So we have one more. The So read them off the scenario and the scenario, scenario, scenario and the accent that I'm going to be doing for this last one. Since the game is so dynamic, we did add a few accents that we've done before. So this one here is an old man at a customer service help desk, like uh, phone or like call center. Okay, I'm ready. Yep, this is uh, Jim working at Sightail. How can I help you? I wanted to ask you a question about my iPhone. Well, go ahead, buddy. Let me ask this. Do you know if I had an employee workspace ID that was embedded in the profile, how I can then retrieve the profile to get my employee ID information off of here? Employee workspace? Hey, what the heck I look like, Steve Jobs? I don't know nothing about no employee workspace. Boy, you better figure that out. This ain't the right hotline. Okay, well, if you can't answer that for me, how about something else about I have an iPad? An iPad? An, I, an iPad? iPad? I ain't never heard of these one little fangled iPads. I've heard of an iPhone. You got one of those? Yeah, I have one of those, but I also have an iPad, and the, the question is about the iPad. Well, let me tell you something here, buddy boy. Sick of... Sorry to... Sorry to bust your bubble, as they say, but... We only help iPhones, no iPads. We stopped helping iPads last year because of COVID. So you're telling me your COVID policy limits you from helping me with iPads, just iPhones? See, what they say is you got to be six feet, six feet away. See, six feet, your iPad is so big that you can't even be six feet away from it because it's so big, always in your face. iPhone, little small screen, can be six feet away. iPad, can't be six feet, feet away. And that Dr. Fauci said six feet. Six feet. Well, let me ask this. How can you transmit COVID via your iPad versus your iPhone? Boy, don't you read the, the, the news? Them particles that are in that iPad, they're so big, they're sucking out, sucking out the life that you're breathing right now. That iPhone, it only suck a little bit of your brain waves, but that iPad suck all your brain waves, and then you transmit COVID through the, through the FaceTime and the Zoom. I seen it myself. Now, are these news stories via Facebook? Yep, seen it on the Facebook myself. My friend Charlene, she shared this article about me about iPads sucking out the brain waves. So I can't help you with that, sir. So my last question for you, if I had an Android, would you be able to help me at all? Or do you know what that is? Android, ain't that like something from Star Wars R2-D2 or something like that? I, this is the iPhone Apple hotline, sir. If you want to do that, I suggest that you call Bill Gates at Google. And I will give you the phone. It's 555-55. Get the heck out of my face. Thank you for and have a great day. <laughs> that was good. That was a very good mystery donut. And I'm just winging it. We are just winging it. That's the point of improv. We hope that that brings laughter and joy to your day. Also, our next donut, which is the eclair. That is our positive advice. And we hope that that brings joy and positivity to your week. We always try to give you something good to end on. Micah, I'm going to let you go first again. All right. Well, for my eclair this week, I had something that's on my heart. I don't know who needs to hear this. Uh, for those of you who know me close, I am a plane enthusiast, so I like aviation. I was thinking about this analogy, and it, it made a lot of sense, so I wanted to share it with you guys. 
so whenever you're flying a plane, the tendency is whenever you go full throttle or whenever you go to the max that the engine's capability is, if you're flying straight and level, the plane is going to naturally want to climb. And we want to naturally climb in life. Most people in life want growth. I feel like a lot of people trade this off uh, for straight and level flight. And they focus so much on the effort of getting to different places instead of actually climbing to where they actually need to be. I'm going to be a little transparent with you. I went through a few things in my personal life, in my work life, uh, that made me realize that I'm putting forth effort to other people's goals and other people's ideas and things that they want to accomplish and not myself, not my own. And I'm going to be making a change very soon, but I want to be full throttle and I want to be giving effort and I want it to actually help me ascend. I don't want to keep focusing on putting my power towards getting somewhere faster when I could be higher in a better spot to do what I need to do in my goals in life. But the thing that I think that really a lot of people don't understand is we equate work and effort to be the same exact thing. It's, it's not. You can put forth effort and you can work. Work is easily skewed. The effort that you put forth and the work you put forth couldn't be not for the right reasons or not for something that is serving you or is building you up. So my thing to you is I know it's easy to get into a comfortable place in life where you're in a spot where you're saying, you know what, I can maintain, stay straight and level and I can get to this destination where I want faster in life going this way. But each and every day you wake up and you're not really happy with where you are. If you wake up in the morning and you're not happy with where you're at, that that's your mind and that's your body and that's your spirit telling you that that's not what you should be doing. That's not what you're passionate about. And I feel that a lot of, especially the United States were filled with people who have chosen complacency and to work for things that are not their own goals because it's comfortable and because they know that it will take care of them, but they're not happy with that. My challenge that I'm taking for myself for this year, uh, and I invite you to do so as well, is step out there because I feel that there are things that everybody can do if they just step out there. I was talking to some people, and I'm about to wrap it up with mine here, but I was speaking with some people over Christmas, and they left former jobs that were really just really nagging them and really they were having a hard time with them and they moved to jobs, two separate people. And when they moved to these other jobs, they said, man, why did I do this 13 years ago? Why didn't I do this 10, 13 years ago? And it really got me thinking, you know, are we just toiling away for something that's not our goals and for other people's ideas? And what is, what is that gaining us when we could be, doing something that we love and we're passionate about and make every day bright and beautiful and enjoy life instead of having to just toil. I heard this saying that said, it's okay to do what you want to do until it start, it's time to start doing what you're meant to do. And you have to have both. And yours actually segues into what I'm about to say. So on this journey that you're going and you're trying new things, be okay with failure. Be okay with 
embracing your failures. I'm not saying you should attempt to be failing and that you just have a failure mindset. But along the way and in life, you're going to have moments where you fail and you need to embrace your failures. I saw this story about a school in California that wants to take away D's and F's because they don't want to promote a failing culture or a failing mentality. And I understand the reasoning behind it, but you learn from failure. You learn from your failures. And if you don't go back and look at your failures as a lesson, then it's going to eat you up. And so don't dwell on your failures too much, but learn from them because it's important because without failure, you're not going to be able to have success. You're not going to know what works and what doesn't work. You know, Thomas Edison failed a thousand times before he actually made a light bulb. Walt Disney went broke. So it's okay to fail. Just learn from those. And that is my eclair is learn from your failures, embrace them. Once you have failed, learn the lesson and move on. Don't hang on to it. Don't beat yourself up. Your failures do not define who you are. And we are so glad that you listened to us on this Donut Box podcast. Check out our website at tvtrashcan.com. That is tvtrashcan.com. Do us a favor and rate our podcast. That really helps us out. And we love when you guys are interactive with us. So please like and share and tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids, tell everybody out here. Yeah, and uh, feedback is very, very helpful as well. We've gotten some feedback, but we would like to know what you're thinking out there and uh, if there's anything that we can improve on or that you have any thoughts, ideas, comments, anything like that, we are more than welcome to listening to that as well. Well, sayonara to all of you. I'm Chris. And I'm Marco. And we've enjoyed having you with us, and this is the Donut Box Podcast. We will hear from you next time. Have a good one, y'all.